ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة. We continue with the explanation of the four hadith of Imam Al-Nawawi رحمه الله تعالى and we left off with Al-Hadith Al-Thalith Ashr the thirteenth hadith عن أبي حمزة أنس بن مالك رضي الله عن خادم رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يحب لأخيه ما يحب لنفسه رواه البخاري ومسلم. So the narration that we left off with is on the authority of Abu Hamza Anas bin Malik. May Allah be pleased with him, the servant. Of the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam, that the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that none of you believes until he loves for his brother that which he loves for himself. We covered that was intended here by the negation of faith. That none of you believes, meaning the person does not have complete iman, and not that. The origin of the person's faith is nullified Meaning that the person is a disbeliever Rather, none of you truly believes Meaning none of you has complete faith The one who doesn't love for his brother That which he loves for himself And loving for one's Muslim brother or sister That which one loves for oneself Is from that which is good And not from the evil things And this is based upon another narration where the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned وَالَّذِي نَفْسُ مُحَمَّدٍ بِيَدِهِ لَا يُؤْمِنُ أَحَدُكُمْ حَتَّى يُحِبَّ لِأَخِيهِ مَا يُحِبُّ لِنَفْسِهِ مِنَ الْخَيْرِ By the one who the soul of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is in his hand None of you believes until he loves for his brother that which he loves for himself from the good So loving for our brothers and sisters in Islam that which we love for ourselves is from the good things whether it is from the good of the dunya or the good of the deen or meaning religious good or worldly good or both together as for wanting evil for someone your brother or your sister in Islam then this is not befitting we should never desire evil for another Muslim for this is from the characteristics of the hypocrites That they are the ones who desire that evil and bad and calamity happen to the believers There is a narration Where the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he mentioned لا يبلغ عبد حقيقة الإيمان حتى يحب للناس ما يحب لنفسه من الخير that no servant will reach the reality of faith until he loves for the people that which he loves for himself from the good. No servant will reach the reality of faith 
until he loves for the people that which he loves for himself of good. And the scholars they say, Hakikatul Iman and Kamalul Iman. The reality of faith meaning the completeness of faith. So until the servant loves for his brother or sister that which he or she loves for oneself from the good, the person will not reach complete faith and they will be deficient in their faith. So this narration is from the narrations that establish that Iman is of different levels and not everyone is on the same level of faith. Some people are stronger than others in their faith. Also another narration which indicates the different levels of faith is the statement of the Prophet from the Hadith as in the Sunan of At-Tirmidhi Man a'ta أعط, lillahi Wa mana'a lillahi Wa ahabba lillahi Wa abghada lillahi Wa ankaha lillahi Faqad istakmala imana Now whoever gives for the sake of Allah Whoever withholds or prevents for the sake of Allah Whoever loves for the sake of Allah Whoever becomes angry for the sake of Allah whoever marries for the sake of Allah then this person has completed his faith so that means that there are individuals who may not have reached this level or this level of complete faith due to them not having these characteristics but it doesn't mean that they don't have any faith at all whatsoever they have faith but the faith is incomplete the faith is deficient so that which is upon us to do when we come across the likes of these narrations is that we examine ourselves to see do we adorn ourselves with these characteristics do we have these characteristics do we love for our brothers what we love for ourselves of good do we love for the people that which we love for ourselves of good do we give for the sake of Allah do we withhold for the sake of Allah do we love and dislike for the sake of Allah do we have these characteristics? One must check oneself to see whether or not the individual he has the characteristic of faith. There's another narration on the authority of Anas which establishes the importance of loving someone for the sake of Allah. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he mentioned لَا يَجِدُ أَحَدٌ حَلَاوَةَ الْإِيمَانِ حَتَّى يُحِبَّ الْمَرْءَ لَا يُحِبُّهُ إِلَّا لِلَّهِ An individual would not find the sweetness of faith until he loves the person and he only loves him for the sake of Allah. And this is very important Loving for the sake of Allah is that love that lasts As for natural love It may last, it may not last But the love that's for the sake of Allah remains So when we love people The strongest love Is the love for the sake of Allah And in reality it's the strongest bond of faith As the Prophet ﷺ mentioned أَوْفَقُعُرَ الْإِيمَانَ الْحُبْثِلَّهِ the strongest bond of faith is to love for the sake of Allah and to dislike for the sake of Allah. This is the strongest bond of faith mentioned by the Prophet ﷺ. Also when people love each other for the sake of Allah, they will be under the shade of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned Inna allaha yaqool yawm al-qiyama Aina al-mutahabboon bi jalali Al-yawm udhilluhum fi dhilli Yawm la dhilla illa dhilli Allah azza wa jal he would say On the day of judgment Where are those individuals who love one another For my sake where are they? 
one those who love each other for the sake of my magnificence where are they today I will give them shade and my shade on the day when there is no shade except for my shade as we know on the day of judgment one of the things that will take place which will be strenuous upon mankind is that Allah will make the sun to draw near will be like a distance of a mound and the people, some people be up to their ankles in sweat, their knees, their waist, their show their necks in sweat. But then you have those who be under the the shade of Allah. And some narrations mention the shade will come from the throne of Allah. So they be under the shade of Allah from the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And these individuals will not go through that which those who have no shade will be going through from the closeness of the sun so here it's mentioned those who love one another for Allah's sake this is a part of iman this is a part of loving good for one another when we love one another for the sake of Allah we want good for one another we don't want evil for one another you want to see your brother prosper in his religion you want to see your brother to be well off in his worldly affairs or your sister. And if you're able to aid and support them, you do so. Especially in the religious affairs. No one should be happy to see their Muslim brother being in a state of disobedience of Allah. Or a person is struggling in his religion. You should never be happy that you your brother... Well, your sister is struggling in the practice of their religion. That's not a good state for one to be in. So you share with your brother the reminder, as Allah mentions, وَذَكِّرْ فَإِنَّ الذِّكْرَ تَنْفَعُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ And remind, for very little, remind the benefits the believer. And it's important that we remind one another about Allah. As the Prophet wasallam he mentioned, describing the best of the Muslims, are the ones that when you see them they remind you of Allah and what's intended by this is that when you see them in their practice of the religion or you hear their words it's a reminder of the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the reminder of the teachings of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. there was a narration on the authority of Abi Huraira radiallahu an. أن رجلا زار أخا له في قرية أخرى فأرصد الله له على مدرجته ملكا فلما أتى عليه قال أين تريد قال أريد أخا لي في هذه القرية قال هل لك عليه من نعمة تربها قال لا غير أني أحببته في الله قال فإني رسول الله إليك بأن الله قد أحبك كما أحببته فيه أبو هريرة رضي الله عنه mentioned that a man went to visit his brother in another village so Allah جل, he sent an angel to meet him like on the pathway What's happening? You had a benefit to add? So when the man came past the angel, then of course the angel's in the form of a man. The angel asked him, Where are you going? So the man he says, I have a brother who's in this village. That I want to visit. So the angel asked him, like, is there something that he owes you? That's why you're going to him? He said, No, I just want to visit him because I love him for the sake of Allah. When the last time, and, and, and everyone asked themselves this question, when is the last time we visited somebody just because we love them for the sake of Allah? No strings attached. No, they owe us money. So we're going to go get the money they owe us. 
or we're going to go borrow money or we was invited to some food so we want to we know the brother his wife is a good cook so mashallah you know we're going to go eat some good none of that when's the last time we visited someone just for the sake of Allah just because we love the person for Allah's sake just to give the salams and to check on the individual see how he's doing without no strings attached meaning nothing dunya we connected not food not money no issue of marriage nothing none of that just for Allah's sake when's the last time if it's been a long time or it's been never then that shows that there's a deficiency in our practice all of us so when we hear these narrations these narrations should be the encouragement for us to implement so that we can attain the reward that's therein so then the angel exposed who he was he said indeed I am a messenger from Allah to you I mean I'm an angel from Allah to you and I come to convey to you the message that Allah loves you just as you have loved someone for his sake and the scholars they mention in that indeed the matter is truly that you are loved and not that you love what does this mean? the matter is truly that you are loved and not that you love The matter is truly that you are loved and not that you love. What is the meaning of that? Love by who? That's what's important. That Allah loves you. And not so much that you love Allah because a person may love Allah but Allah doesn't love them. It's possible. But if Allah loves you then that means you love Allah. Because a person may have an inappropriate type of love or a prohibited type of love or an innovative type of love or a false claim of love and Allah doesn't love the person person may say day and night he loves Allah but his actions do not show that so the matter is truly that Allah loves you if Allah loves you then that's an indication you love Allah Yes. Doesn't mean he loves Allah truly. The feeling? Is this a feeling? What about a practice? Call Allah. Call in kuntum tuhibun Allah. Fatabiruni. Yuhbibukum Allah. We yakfilakum dunubukum. Allah told and commanded the Prophet Muhammad to say to the people if you truly love Allah, then follow me. Allah will love you and forgive you of your sins. This ayah is known as Ayatul Imtihan. This is the verse of the test. Because there were people who claimed to love Allah, so Allah tested them. Okay, if you love Allah, then follow my Prophet. So how many people claim to love Allah, but they don't follow Prophet Muhammad Many. Many. You, if you take a survey, and you say to the people, do you love God? person want to say yes I love God many most of the people but now what's going to be the amount of those people who actually follow Prophet Muhammad it's not going to be the same amount of those who claim the love so in the verse Allah says say to them meaning O Muhammad say to the people who claim to love me if you truly love Allah, then follow me. That's the sign that a person truly loves Allah. Not just speech. Anyone can say they love Allah. Well, there's, there's some lines of poetry. Everyone claims to have a connection with Layla, but Layla doesn't acknowledge that for them. Anyone can make a claim, I love Allah. Anyone can make a claim, I'm this, I'm that. But that which validates the claim, your actions, your practice, your behavior, 
These are the things that validate claims. In Islam, we don't just claim things. This is why when Allah you find, Ya ayyuhalladina amanu, there's a commandment that comes after that, or a prohibition. O you who have claimed to be Muslims, that's one of the meanings of Ya ayyuhalladina amanu. O you who have claimed to be believers, prove your iman by doing this. Prove your iman by staying away from this. So that Ya ayyuhalladina amanu is also a test. For those who claim to be believers And from the other angle It's a uh, A reminder of the favor that Allah has given us By guiding us to faith So it's upon us to show our gratitude For being guided by Carrying out the command Or staying away from the prohibition Now Fadashim That shows the strength of a person's tawakkul. That he goes to Allah, he doesn't go to the people. If, if, under certain circumstances, a person may have to go to the people. But if you don't have to ask the people, ask Allah. As the Prophet, he taught uh, Abdullah ibn Abbas, he said, Ida sa'alta fas'alillah. When you ask, ask Allah. Meaning, be independent of the people. And go to the one who has everything. But there are times when, yes, it's justified that you have to ask someone. You, you understand? And that doesn't take away from a person's iman or take away from a person's tawakkul. Rather, this will fall under the category of al-akhd bil-asbab. Taking the means. Taking the means. The means. As an example... You ask Allah for provisions And then afterwards you go out and you go to job hunt So now you're asking Are you hiring? Okay, this doesn't take away from a person's tawakkul Because you, you turn to Allah first And you ask Allah to give you success And to allow you to attain halal means And then afterwards you wouldn't put the work in You wouldn't put the effort in So in this case, asking doesn't take away What's blameworthy is that A person doesn't ask Allah And then he puts his dependency upon the people this is what's blameworthy. You know a person, uh, he has, and instead of going to Allah first, you think that this is the one who's going to solve all your problems and the likes. This is, a, this is incorrect. No. There's a narration on the authority of Anas. Radiallahu an. Anna rajulan man ahl al-badiyya. سأل النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم عن الساعة فقال متى الساعة قائمة قال ويلك وما أعددت لها قال ما أعددت لها من كثير صلاة ولا صوم ولا صدقة ولكني أحب الله ورسوله فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت مع من أحببت قال أنس فما فرحنا بعد الإسلام فرحا نشد من قول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت مع من أحببت قال أنس فأنا أحب النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وأبا بكر وعمر وأرجو أن أكون معهم بحب إياهم وإن لم أعمل بمثل أعمالهم This narration comes in the Sahih of Imam Bukhari and Imam Muslim on the authority of Anas that a man from the outskirts of Medina, from, from the Bedouins, he asked the Prophet ﷺ about the hour, the day of judgment. So the Prophet ﷺ, when he asked him, when is the hour going to be established, the Prophet said to him, woe to you, what have you prepared for it? So the man, he responded, I have not prepared for it much prayer or fasting or sadaqah. However, I truly love Allah and His Messenger. He has prayer now. He didn't say he don't have no prayer. He says he doesn't have a lot of prayer. Meaning that he fulfills the obligation, but he may not have a lot of nawafila. He fasts the obligatory fast, but he doesn't have a lot of. Nawafil Siyam, and he 
pays the zakat, but he doesn't have a lot of sadaqah other than that. This can be the meaning. But not that he's mufarrit, uh, he's negligent when it comes to the obligation, he says, oh, I love Allah and His Messenger. That's not that. Because some people may misunderstand the narration to mean that. Because if he was negligent in his uh, obligations, then the Prophet ﷺ would have gave him tawjiyah, gave him some direction. So the man, he says, however I have prepared for it, or whoever I truly indeed love Allah and His Messenger. So the Messenger ﷺ said, you will be with those who you truly love. So Anas said There was nothing that we were more happy with After Islam Than we were happy with the statement of the Prophet ﷺ, You are with those who you truly love And this is very important That we have to be careful who we love The Prophet ﷺ said Anta ma'aman ahbabta Meaning on the day of judgment You will be resurrected And you will be amongst those whom you love So be careful with loving people You can't just love everybody Okay And what's intended by that Is you have some people who are wicked And they are criminals And they are enemies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And they do wrong in the earth And they, co- they commit all types of crimes and corruption in the earth Allah doesn't love this So you have to Dislike that which Allah dislikes And those people that Allah he doesn't love You have to take the same stance Everyone is not deserving of your love Okay, this doesn't mean that we are not uh, Just when we deal with people For sure we are just with everyone who we deal with But as far as when it comes to love Everybody is not loved with religious love And even with the natural love Everybody is not loved with natural love and, But the religious love Which is the most important love you, can't, you don't love everyone with the religious love The religious love is for the religious people The religious love is when you love for the sake of Allah And you love those whom Allah loves And you love those whom the Prophet wasallam he loved That's the religious love People who Allah he loves them You love them because Allah loved them And Allah he mentions in the Quran Those whom he loves So you love those people When you see people having these characteristics You love them because Allah loves them That's one of the meanings of Loving for the sake of Allah But then you have individuals Allah he does not love them Because of their bad behavior Because of their harming of the people And doing wrong to people And causing corruption in the earth And other than that Killing people unjustly you understand? These are bad, these are bad, bad actions. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He does not love oppression. Allah does not love the wrongdoers. You know, people who violate the rights of, of, of others and, and do all type of, and commit all type of atrocities against mankind. These type of things we don't love. And that's not something that's blameworthy. To dislike that people are oppressed is not a blameworthy thing. Wallah is not. What's wrong is that you love the oppressors And you love the wrongdoers And you don't see nothing wrong with them harming people And taking the rights of the people This is not the religious love This is not religious love So the Prophet ﷺ said You are with those whom you love So Anna said we were very happy with that So Anna said Indeed I love the Prophet ﷺ. And I love Abu Bakr and I love Umar Why the mentioning of These three The Prophet ﷺ is clear why he mentioned him For Abu Bakr and Umar Because Abu Bakr and Umar Was beloved to the Prophet ﷺ. So from his, from his love for Prophet Muhammad ﷺ, He loved those whom the Prophet ﷺ loved And without a doubt The Prophet ﷺ, He loved Abu Bakr and Umar as they were the closest of the companions to him And they are the best of the Muslims After the Prophet ﷺ, Contrary to those who say That they were apostates And they speak bad about Abu Bakr and Umar Rather 
what is established in the authentic narrations is that these men were men of integrity and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala aided the religion by them and that these were the best of the Muslims after the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam even by the testimony of Ali ibn Abi Talib for those who claim they love Ali ibn Abi Talib but they hate Abu Bakr and Umar radiallahu anhum ajma'een the son of Ali he asked him Oh my father, who is the best of the Muslims after the Prophet? And Ali, he said, Abu Bakr. His son said, and then you, my father? He said, no, then Umar. The son said, and then you after that, oh my father? And Ali, radiallahu anhu, he said, who am I except a man from amongst the people? He said, no, then Uthman. And that during the Khilafah of Ali, Anyone who claimed that he was better than Abu Bakr and Umar Ali lashed them with the lashing of slander So where are the people who claim to love Ali ibn Abi Talib But they hate Abu Bakr and Umar from the actions of Ali That whoever said that he was better than Abu Bakr and Umar He would lash them 80 lashes with the lashing of, of, of someone who had slandered someone And Ali radiallahu anh, considered that to be slander because he himself acknowledged that Abu Bakr and Umar were the better of the Muslims. Rather the best of the Muslims after the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu So Anas bin Malik radiallahu an, he said, indeed, I love the Prophet. And I love Abu Bakr and I love Umar. And I hope that I will be with them, meaning on the day of judgment and in the paradise. Even if I do not perform the same type of actions they do Meaning even if I'm not on their level of religion I still hope to be with them because I love them for Allah's sake In the narration of Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu an Annahu qal Ja'a rajulun ila rasulillah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Faqal ya rasulallah كيف تقول في رجل أحب قوم ولم يلحق بهم فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم المرء مع من أحب عبد الله بن مسعود he mentioned that a man came to the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم and said oh messenger of Allah what do you have to say about a man who loves the people but he has not reached their level he loves them, but he's not on the same level as them. The Messenger ﷺ responded, the person will be with the one that he loves. So even though our actions and our faith has not reached the level of the faith of the Prophet ﷺ and the Sahaba and the early generations of Muslims, from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us is that if we truly love them then Allah will unite us with them and this is a virtue from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon those who truly love them and again a sign that one loves the Prophet sallallahu a sign that one loves the Sahaba radiallahu anhum ajma'een and the tabi'een and atba' tabi'een is that the, he follows their way he follows their way, he follows their guidance He looks to them as the examples of how Islam is to be practiced Because Allah Azawajal mentions وَالسَّابِكُونَ الْأَوَّلُونَ مِنَ الْمُحَاجِرِينَ وَالْأَنصَارِ وَالَّذِينَ تَبِعُهُمْ بِإِحْسَانِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ وَرَضُوا That the first and the foremost to accept Islam from the muhajirin and the ansar And those who follow them in goodness Allah connected that And those who follow them in goodness Allah is pleased with them And they are pleased with Him no. Meaning he worked for Him He worked for Him Not like a slave He was a servant Meaning he worked for Him Because his mother That's what's mentioned Khadam meaning The meaning of uh, Like an employee he used to work for the Prophet Excuse me Yes he made dua for Anas Anas He worked for the Prophet For 10 years 
the last 10 years of the Prophet's life from the time he reached Medina until his death and when, uh, when the Prophet Sallallahu came to Medina Anas was 10 years old so his mother Umm Sulaim she gave Anas to be at the aid and support of the Prophet like he would run the errands for the Prophet Sallallahu the Prophet would have him do certain things or carry certain messages to certain people like that so this is what's intended by serving meaning he tended to the knees or sometimes the Prophet will go out to relieve himself and Anas will come with the water for wudu and things like that now and alhamdulillah this was a benefit uh, from Anas being such a young age and being with the Prophet like on a daily basis number one Anas he has a nice amount of narrations on the Prophet that we benefit from today here's one of them None of you truly believes until he loves for his brother that which he loves for himself. We benefit from, t- from that today. And then there are many other narrations that Anas narrated that other companions don't have. And that's due to Anas being with the Prophet in such a close manner. That Anas knew some things about the Prophet or from the inside of his home because he was in and out of the home that others didn't know. And... Anas radiallahu anhu, he shared those things with the Muslim Ummah. And alhamdulillah, we have a glimpse of the behavior of the Prophet a glimpse of his mannerisms. So now we have an example of what to be like. Yes, sir. That was what would that mean? Oh, you who believe, believe. Or it's like when the Prophet, when Allah says to the Prophet, Ya ayyuhan Nabi, ittaqillah. Oh, Prophet, fear Allah. It doesn't mean the Prophet doesn't fear Allah, but it means remain upon the fear of Allah. So, all you who believe, believe, meaning remain firm upon your belief. Because they are already believers. Remain firm upon your belief. Show your gratitude to Allah for guiding you to faith by protecting your faith. Prove to Allah that you are believers by remaining upon that path of faith. This is the meaning of that. And not that they don't believe, so Allah is telling them to believe. Just like when Allah tells the Prophet, fear Allah. It's not that the Prophet doesn't fear Allah. Allah The Prophet fears Allah Rather he feared Allah the most But when Allah told him to fear Allah It was the command to remain consistent Upon the fear of Allah No Abstain from what's in the hands of the people. Uh, yes, right. Yes. This number because people we don't like people constantly asking us for things. If every time you see a brother, he got his hand out, you're going to walk the other way, right? And you're going to have something in your heart against him. That's how we are as human beings. That's our nature. We don't like someone constantly saying, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Right? And this is why you find narrations which, uh, which blame the excessive begging or constantly asking people for what's in their hands. And you have the narrations where the prophet said, give up hope for that which is in the hands of the people. Don't, don't worry about what's in, don't, don't desire what's in their hands. To show you to turn to Allah. Just as Allah gave them, He can give to you. So when, you don't, when you're not a person who's constantly asking people for their wealth, and the people know you that you don't, you know, you're not a, a, a nuisance or someone who's constantly asking them every time you see them, they will have love for you. Different if they know every time they see you, they see you, you're always asking them for something, and this will put something in the heart for them against you. And you know, you know, and we know how shaitan is. They're always looking for the opportunity to cause division between the believers. 
So from that angle, when you abstain from what's in the hands of the people, the people will love you, meaning because you don't ask them for what they have. You're not after their wealth. You're not after anything that they have. People will love you. This type of individual, it will come to him. And, and subhanAllah bihamdi, these individuals outwardly you won't even think they are in need, but they are in need. But somebody may know and may say, the brother, and people help and aid. Different from someone who is not in need, but still he asks. I mean, how many times have we seen situations where people are begging people for their money and then there's a scam? And they follow the person, then the person takes off the dirty clothes and gets inside of the BMW or the man comes and picks up the woman who's out there with the baby with no father saying she needs food. And <laughs> How many times this has happened? And there are narrations uh, against this type of behavior. But then those who have a genuine need, they are allowed to ask. They are allowed to ask. Asking is not prohibited. They are allowed to ask. What's prohibited is someone asking and they have already. And they're only asking to increase what they have, not because they are in need. That's what's blameworthy. That's what's blameworthy. And people need to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know you have food in your home. And you have money in your account. Don't come in front of the masjid asking the people for their money as if you don't have anything. And for us, if we don't know, we don't pass judgment. If we can help, we help. But the person, they know their situation after Allah. They have to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As for those who we know, who are asking and they are not in need, we don't support that. Or those who ask to do evil with the money. We don't support that. This is what the scholars have mentioned. You know a person is on drugs and he's asking for money to go buy drugs. You can't help him. Allah says, Aid and support one another upon righteousness and piety and do not aid and support one another upon sin and transgression. As for staying away from the dunya, then the dunya is a distraction. It comes in between a person and his hereafter. I want to share this with you, brothers. There's a narration uh, I came across today. It's on the authority of Abu Sulaiman at Darani. Abu Sulaiman at Darani. It's in the book Sifat al Safwa. Qala Abu Sulaiman at Darani, Rahimahullah, Iza kanat al akhira fil qalb. جاءت الدنيا تزحمها وإذا كانت الدنيا في القبل في القلب لا تزحم لم تزحمها الآخرة لأن الآخرة كريمة والدنيا لئيمة أبو سليمان الداراني he stated whenever the آخرة whenever the hereafter is in the heart of an individual the dunya comes and tries to crowd it. It tries to come into that space. The akhirah is there. Now the dunya is trying to come and, and have its, to have some type of uh, space in, that, in the heart. But whenever the dunya is in the heart of an individual, the akhirah doesn't come. That is because the akhirah is karima. The akhirah is honorable. And the dunya is la'ima, the dunya is blameworthy. So when a person has dunya in his heart, it comes in between him and his Lord. Because one of the things about having the dunya in your heart, instead of just having it in your hand and not in your heart, is that you don't ever want to let it go, you don't ever want to leave it. And having Allah in your heart means you know one day you have to leave from here. As so the Prophet said to uh, Abdullah bin Umar Kun dunya sabil. Be in the life of this world As if you are a stranger or a passerby So Abdullah bin Umar he said 
إذا أمسيت فلا تنتظر الصباح وإذا أصبحت فلا تنتظر المساء If you reach the evening don't expect to reach the morning and if you reach the morning don't expect to reach the evening This is how the Prophet ﷺ cultivated the people. But don't forget your portion from the dunya. This doesn't mean now you don't work, you don't feed your family, you just sit, make salat all day, and stay in the masjid, make zikr. Zuhud, the meaning of zuhud. is to abstain from that which is not needed. The meaning of zuhud doesn't mean abstain from what's needed. Abstain from that which is not needed. Those extra things that you're not in need of, let it go for Allah's sake. Because busying yourself with it is taking up time now. And you could have been using that time for ibadah. Zuhud don't mean you walk around with a, 30, uh, a, a dirty thobe on and holes in your thobe. Oh, mashallah, what's that? And you're looking all pious and when you shake somebody's hand, it's very, you know, very soft. That, that's not Zuhud. And then you see the same individual taking the wealth of the people for dua and all that type of stuff. <laughs> He's a Zahid. He, he, he got holes in his clothes, but the people paying him for dua. Why you make zuhud from the wealth of the people? Huh? No zuhud when it comes to taking the people's money. But the auli you a zahid? Alhamdulillah. Both physical strength as well as the strength of one's faith. Because a person who's physically strong can do things that a person who's not physically strong uh, can, do, uh, can do. Look what the Prophet ﷺ, he made dua that Allah guide Umar. Why? Umar was strong physically and he was a, a force to be reckoned with. So when Umar accepted Islam because of his physical strength and his fearlessness, they were able to pray around the Kaaba after Umar accepted Islam. Also to show that physical strength has its place in Islam uh, When they were going around the Kaaba they, they let down the ihram over the shoulders to show their muscles And they and you trot around the Kaaba So when the disbelievers seen them They seen that the Muslims were strong Like, you know, like wow, they are forced to be that was, that's, that's from the wisdom of that It's from the wisdom of that So physical strength has its place in Islam But What's more important is the strength of the faith, the strength of the heart. As Umar ibn Khattab, he sent, this is when he was the, the Khalifa, he sent a letter to, uh, I think it was Sa'd ibn Abi Waqqas radiallahu an, and he said for him to have the taqwa of Allah, because the, the taqwa of Allah, this was our true strength, which gave us victory. Because our physical preparation was not like the physical preparation of the adversaries of Islam. So we don't have taqwa of Allah, then we won't have victory. So it's not that you shouldn't have physical strength, but you got to have the strength of faith, you know, more so than the strict physical strength. But again, physical strength has its importance uh, in al-Islam. The Prophet ﷺ said, نِعْمَتَانِ مَقْبُونِ فِيهِمَا كَثِيرٌ مِنَ النَّاسِ الصِّحَّ وَالْفَرَاقِ There are two blessings that many people miss out on. Good health. And free time. A part of having good health is being physically strong. Now, how much time is left? Another narration. Which is in the uh, the Sunan of Al-Tirmidhi. That Zir ibn Hubaysh He asked Safwan ibn Asad Hal sami'ta al-Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Yadkuru fil hawa shay'a Qala na'am 
He said, have you heard the Messenger of Allah وسلم, say anything about desires? He said, yes. قال الأعرابي المرء يحب القوم ولما يلحق بهم قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم المرء مع من أحب يوم القيامة. is mentioned that a Bedouin Arab uh, from like from the outskirts he came and he shouted out Oh Muhammad you know they were a little rough. And that was due to them not being in Medina and being around the Prophet much. And the people on the outskirts, you know, they, they, their mannerisms was rough because they're out in the desert and the likes. So when they would come, sometimes they would do things that were not from good manners. And this was because of their, that's their that was their demeanor. So... The Prophet Sallallahu responded to him Like I'm here Back with the same type of, uh, of voice Raising his voice So the Sahaba said to the man Lower your voice Like you know You know You're in the presence of the Prophet Sallallahu You have been prohibited from raising your voice Above the Prophet Or speaking to him in a loud manner So the better one said Wallahi I'm not going to lower my voice so then he turned to the Prophet, he says, the person is with the people, or a person he loves the people, but he's not connected with them, he's not with them. So the Prophet ﷺ responded that the person will be with those whom he loves on the day of judgment. And here, this is an important matter. This narration was mentioned as a response to the question Did the Prophet mention anything about desires? <laughs> Your desires should be religious Your love should be religious love Don't have a forbidden type of love for people who you should not love Because perhaps Allah may raise you up with those people So be very careful about who you love Inshallah Ta'ala will stop with this point. Whatever is correct, the praise is for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Whatever is incorrect is for myself. Subhanakallahu wa bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa anta staghfiru kumantu.